and welcome to another episode of the Snowies Camping Show. If you are new here and you haven't uh, caught up with us yet, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss another episode. If you're watching on YouTube as well, you can also subscribe there. And we also have a Facebook group as well, the Snowies Camping Show on Facebook, where we talk about all the episodes we've had and also upcoming topics and things like that. So if you want to get involved in the community, jump over there and join up. Today, we are talking about water storage for camping and you're with Ben and Lauren also if you've not been here before as well. So, water storage for camping needs vary, a couple of different factors, size of family, how long you're going away for, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and it's heavy, right? Like it's, water is a, it's yeah. a, a litre of water is a kilo of weight. So, yeah. I've often looked at the guidelines that are out there that say, yeah. I think like five litres of water per person, or if you yeah. go by Russell Coit's guidelines, it's five <laughs> litres of, of water per person per degree over 25 <laughs> degrees per man. Yeah. But the, the base that I've, the, the, probably the most common one I've seen is five mm-hmm. litres of water per person per day. And I have seen up to 10 litres. If you go by that 10 litre rule and you're going yeah. away for a week, and you don't have many filling options, that's a whole lot of water to that's carry. That's a lot so of water, yeah. I've never needed that much per day. I, I carry 30 to 40 litres at any given time, knowing okay. I can top up a, along the way, but I've never actually used 10 litres of water per person per day. It's yeah. a huge amount. But um, So 40, 40 litres of water, that's 40 kilos in the car. It's yeah. a fair bit of weight and a fair bit of space. So. And it moves around. It's not like just a heavy weight that just sits there. It's like when you turn or if you're going on rocky roads, it, it physically moves around as well. That's right, yeah. So you got this goes back to our, um, our packing light sort of episode mm. with, with roof rack weights and that yep. sort of thing where a lot of people will put jerry cans on the roof of fuel and they also do it with water and it becomes mm-hmm. this kind of dynamic load on the roof and it's heavy. So yeah. you do need to have a bit of a think about how you carry it. Yep. I am always trying to get all the water in my car as low down as possible. Yeah. I've had a few different um, ways of doing that. I use, we'll talk about sort of um, things that can come out of the car, smaller yep. vessels, but I know you've got a, a, a built-in tank that we use. Yeah. But um, the first, I've always got by, by with the we've got it in front of us at the moment these jerry cans. And yeah, I've used like it's sort three of like the four. default option, isn't it? It's the most common option. People yep. just have jerry cans. I mean, I've got heaps of jerry cans at home, and I don't use them really anymore, which I'll touch on a bit later. But they are definitely the default option. They're affordable. They're tough. Yep. They, they, you know, they're, and they're reliable in terms yep. of how they carry the water. Um, you can get. Well, I think this one in front of us here is five litres, 10 yep. litres. You can get 20 and sort of 40 even big cubes and stuff. I've and they're different shapes as well. Like you can get the more yeah. square ones or the narrow ones. Yeah, so think about how it fits in your car. Yeah. So you probably should store them upright, I guess, with the cap at the top. I've mm-hmm. always wanted to lie mine down, but I've been worried about whether that lead uh, – lid will leak a bit once yeah. the water sort of um, it heats up in the car and a bit of pressure builds up. That's true. But I've always liked to carry 10-litre versions because it's not so heavy that you can't lug it around the campsite yep. or anyone can lug it around the campsite and easy to pour out of. If you've got mm. a 20-litre one or bigger, it becomes a fair bit of weight to try and pour yeah. stuff out of and you probably need to think about taps on the bottom. Mm. Um, but they've served me pretty well for many years. Um, I've just I've got like a shelf in the back of my patrol, and mm. I had to put them on top of the shelf so the weight was sort of up a little bit above some of the right because they wouldn't fit underneath. Or do well, you have drawers underneath? No, no drawers, just an empty space. But mm. I'd have to put them on their side, and then I've got concerns about about it leaking. So, yeah. um, but we'll move on to my shortly onto my other option that I've moved to now mm. to try and be able to fit it in underneath that shelf. Mm. But the jerry cans have served me well for many years. Um, they're just, I think it's a high density polyethylene. Yeah. Um, 
I've never really had maybe from start a little bit of flavour, but once you've what, flushed them out a few yeah. times, they're, they're pretty clean. Um, I mean, I guess um, they they are sort of a lot easier to clean, and when you get the clear ones, you can see if there's any sort of build up or anything inside them that needs to be flushed out. I know you can get sort of the army green um, ones that aren't yeah. see through. I have had people ask before whether or not getting the clear ones or the sort of um, I don't know the ones that have more opacity to them yeah. are a better option. I meant, sorry, the green ones are a better option than the yep. opacity ones from an algae perspective, like if you're carrying water for a long time or if you're storing it in jerry cans. Mm. I, think, I think um, the, the the green ones you talk about don't yep. let light through. Like they're they're yeah. not, not opaque at all, whereas the one in front of us here has got a milky colour to it, yeah. so it lets light through. I think as with anything, if you let light into a vessel like that and yeah. there's anything in there that could start to grow algae, yeah. that light in, sort of encourages that growth. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's why the dark colour ones are sold as well for, for yeah. water storage, usually in a large volume. But I'd probably tend to use that maybe in a you know, semi-permanent sort of location if you've yeah. always got it in the car and you just got a, a hose coming from it or something and you're, and you're um, using the hose to empty it out, you're just filling it up in the top, then it's always in the light and never moves. You probably don't clean it as often because it mm, sits in your car. It's probably true. better to have a, a green one there. But yeah. I've got clear ones like we've got in front of us here and because I fill it up before I go, I'm cycling through water while I'm travelling and mm. then it's I store it empty when I get home. Yeah. I've never found it an issue. I, mm. I don't even clean them out. I just give them a rinse. I've never, yeah. never had anything built up inside. So. Probably is a consideration, but yeah. if you've got water going through it all the time, I wouldn't worry. I mean, they're also easy to fill, and I guess if you're storing them in or you've got varying different capacity sizes and possibly you have limited room or different places where you can store water, you can sort of either Tetris them or put some on the mm. back or maybe some on a trailer and some in your car. You can sort of make it work and fit it in where you have space when you have different yeah. ca- container options like that. That's what I like about the small ones. You can put mm. them in different spots. There's also a safety consideration to a degree as well in that if one of your vessels gets a leak and you've got three 10-litre vessels, one of them gets a leak, you've still got mm. 20 litres of water. If you've got a two 20-litre containers and one of them gets a leak, half your water's going to be gone potentially and you've got 20 litres of water in the boot of your car. So That's true. Um, so if you spread it out over multiple vessels, then there's you're minimising that chance of losing water. One thing I don't like about jerry cans, which is going to bring us on to the next point because it's the reason why I don't really use them much anymore, is the fact that when they're empty, Mm. you still have this huge big container that's exactly the same size that's doing nothing that still has to fit in your car and it doesn't really have the option of being used for other things and so therefore it is just sort of like a bit of a dead space. Yeah, that's exactly And they're being so bulky. Yeah, I mean, you should have space in the car still because you've taken it with you. Of course. I always like to, as you go, there's there's more space that gets created in the car and it becomes easier to pack and manage in the car. But, yeah, they're just dead space, aren't they? they? And it's exactly why I think we're probably both on the same page here where we upgraded to these other things we've got in front of us here, which is a soft cell. Um, and they've always been around, like in the MSR, I've made dromedary bags for a long yeah. time. Cedar Summit have had these pack taps for a long time, but mm. Cedar Summit recently brought out these water cells, which mm. kind of made me stand up and go, that's a really good alternative yeah. to a jerry can because it lays flat. I can now put these under that shelf that I was talking about in the yeah. back of my car. So I've got mm-hmm. this layer of flat water in the back of my car now mm. and I can fit four of them in there, four 10-litre containers in there, mm. but 40 litres lying flat in the boot of my car. So Absolutely. So it stores really well. And like you say, 
when they're empty, I've then got 10 litres of extra space yeah, to, exactly. to function in. Yeah, you to can like roll stuff. them up or they just fold flat yeah. or, you know, whatever. And they come in a couple of different options, like the, the MSR dromedary ones that you talked about. They're like a, a quite a heavy duty canvas. Mm-hmm. And then there's your pack tap ones, which we've got a couple of those as well, um, just to have in the back of the car, you know, if we're, especially in summer, if you run out of drink bottles and you're out and about, it's good to fill up. But they're sort of like a, a, a fabric cover that goes over your classic goon sack I style. Like, I wondered if you were going to say goon <laughs> I was going to say goon sack. <laughs> yeah, bladder, your yeah. classic <laughs> goon sack style bladder and that yep. comes in a couple of different capacities. And then you've got the the newer option, the water cell ones, and you can get it in sort of like a, a plasticky thing if you're watching on YouTube. It's what we've got here in front of us on the table or they also do more of like a fabric version. Yeah. And that's the one that I've got. Four-wheel drive. Yeah, this yeah. one's good for hiking. It's, it's a bit, little bit lighter weight when you're really gram counting. Yeah. But four-wheel drive is tougher. Yeah. But the thing that I like about the, the water cell is because I've probably got mine about – Oh, I got the 20 litre one. I reckon I got a couple of weeks ago. Which is a big thing for it is when big, it's soft, right? But it's way more manageable than a jerry can. Yeah. Like I don't know why. I just find it way easier. Even when it's full to the rim, it doesn't feel it doesn't make sense because it's it's science, but it doesn't <laughs> feel as heavy as a big jerry can. And yeah, I right. think maybe because it's not rigid and it's not sort of as bulky, it's still sort of soft and you can bundle it up in your arms and carry it. But okay. it's got um like a a strap that runs around the outside edge so you can carry it a couple of different ways and um, it's also got these little, I don't even know what it, what the little material on, on the it side. is. Yeah, it's like a hypalon like, or something they call yeah, it. Yeah, and it's got the slits and you can hold it really easily and I was holding it underneath the water filter because what we use with the water cells is we only drink filtered water at home so we fill the water cell up with the filtered water only um, and that way we know that's the clear designation for the drinking water. And, yeah, I was just holding it by these two little slit things in the mm. side and the whole weight of it was was born while I just yeah. was filling it up, which was awesome. But then the cap on it, you can just twist the cap and pop this little silicon cover off and the water just comes out. So we yeah. just hang it up on a frame on our shelter. I just love it. I think it's really awesome. I find it way easier to manage than a jerry can, especially trying to, you know, tilt it over and unscrew the bung and then put the tap in because you don't want to have a tap attached while you're traveling and yeah. things like that. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. I really like it. So I think we'll probably get a couple of more, more of those. So we've got enough drinking water. Yeah. I've got um, the 10 liter version and yeah. I've also got a, an MSR drum bag and it's the same thread on yeah. the end and you can get for both of them, you can get hydration attachments. So you can have a hose coming off it. Mm-hmm. Um, a shower, shower attachments that the, the MSR one comes with, I know you can buy a little attachment for a shower thing, I think, yeah. and the Cedar Summer one comes with a little shower attachment, yeah. so it's really versatile. Yeah. And you couldn't do those things quite as well with a jerry can. No, definitely not. And I think also um, being being so flexible in fabric, even when they're full, you can sort of fit them in a bit better or you can pack mm. them in different ways and – Squish them a bit. Squish them yeah. a bit. Um, what about aftertaste? Because I, I know I've had a little bit in mind, but my family's extra sensitive to that. 
but I haven't used them that much yet. So I've only really flushed them yeah, through once. Yeah, I know you, you, you did mention aftertaste, but because we only fill it up with filtered water, I wonder if there's a factor for that. I don't yeah. I don't know because Zahn upstairs, like who's another um, camper in our office, she's yeah. got the water cells well. She said she didn't notice an aftertaste okay. with hers and I'm pretty sure she does filtered water too. Maybe it's so I don't know if it's water. something to do with Adelaide water. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. I'll try filtered water next Adelaide time. Adelaide water is gross. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, they're an excellent option and I'm really glad um, I – made the step to get one. I mean, I only just bought one to see how it goes, but it'll definitely be be getting more. We got three and I'm going to keep using them. I love yeah. it. I'll probably still take one jerry can because it is handy just to have one to sometimes mm. fill from a river or something like that. Yeah. But it's a lot less than the other. I have thought ones. about sort of cleaning them because they've got internal baffles and stuff to help keep the bag rigid, but it's it's just a matter of sort of giving it a bit of a shake and taking the cap mm. off and drying it really well, just like you would a normal bl- hydration bladder in your backpack, I reckon. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to another storage option. So you use those jerry can- oh, You've used jerry cans and, and lightweight cans. vessels, but you've also um, you've talked about a larger tank in it in yeah. some of the cars you've had with like maybe a twelve volt pump attached. Now this is not something I've I've looked at before, yeah. but I've always been concerned about having everything in the one vessel. And yeah. I know you can get pretty tough ones. Yeah, and also just the I guess the, the cheap availability of getting mm. small small vessels like we've got in front of us here. But yeah. you're saying it's actually not too expensive to go for a built-in it's water not, tank. I mean, we there's a couple of different built-in options. Obviously, if you're getting a camper trailer or a caravan, they'll often come with their own built-in water tank that also has pump built into it. Mm-hmm. Um, what we had is before we had our Sprinter, we were using a high ace. It was just my partner's work van. So we would just pull everything out and chuck the bed in and, and all that jazz. Um, and so we had bought a, I think it's like a 70 or 80 litre molded water tank mm-hmm. to fit in and build, build into the high ace that mm-hmm. was designed for that van. Didn't have a pump attached to it, but we um, like plumbed a particular kind of tap attachment uh, and and it can get really heavy. So what we, what we do, we also have, in addition to that, not a, a built-in water tank, but we use um, or we have in the past, don't currently use it, a couple of big 20 mil PVC pipes with caps on the end that we also fitted a plumbing attachment and like a, a pressure release valve into it. Sorry, 20 mil, how, how big were they? Okay. Like 20 centimetre round. Oh, 20 centimetre, right. Yeah, big 20 sorry, centimetre sorry. round oh, PVC yeah, okay. pipes, I yep. think like two and a half metres or something with okay. caps on the end. Yeah, wow. And we had a couple of those. We did originally do an experiment where we painted it completely black with like this mm. fireplace black matte spray on stuff because we thought – if we fill it up and it's on top of the van and we're sitting somewhere for a week in the sun, maybe it would naturally generate hot water. And admittedly, when we sort of started doing that experiment, it probably was still in a bit of winter, so it didn't work Mm. as much. Um, But then we gone on to a different solar hot water system thing that we've built ourselves, but that's okay. I digress here, different topic. (laughs) but um, And I think that that stores almost 200 litres of water. Yeah, okay. And so that was on our roof racks, but that was really heavy. And mm. similarly with the big 70, 80 litre built-in tank. And then again, when we get a, we're going to get a different uh, built-in water tank for the sprinter that we can fit up underneath the vehicle. But they can be really, really quite heavy, especially mm-hmm. when they're within your vehicle itself and not attached to a trailer or something like that. So what we used to do is just take a, um, a hose with us that we just popped in the car, didn't take that much room. And then at the very last stop, 
as in the last town before we got to our camp, we'd just pull up to the roadhouse and use one of their taps, mm-hmm. screw the hose onto it, and then fill up the water reservoirs from that that tap system. Okay. And then that way you're not driving with the weight of that water. Those tanks are empty until you get to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have as much water as you want. And obviously we would only sort of do that if we're going to be camping with all six of us and we're away for a week or more because okay. you don't need that much water. Yeah, I've wondered. I've seen the the pipes you talk about on a lot mm. of roof racks, and I have wondered about the weight. But I guess your method there in saying it's not full for the travel. It's yeah, it, I use it to get water from tap to campsite when I'm at my location. Yeah, that makes a whole lot more sense. Than, yeah, um, than uh, driving with two hundred kilos on the roof rack. You yeah, think, exactly. It, it's, it's not. not it's not, it's not feasible. It's not yeah. something that you'd want to do. I don't. I don't think so. That would have to be the only way that we would actually use that is if we have that option. But the other thing I think that can be a little bit tricky when you're talking about much larger water tanks, especially built-in ones, is keeping them clean because Mm -hmm. obviously it's not something that you can look into and regularly check and things Mm -hmm. like that. So, um, yeah, that is a factor of them. Yeah, okay. And they're quite often – no, opaque's not the right word, is it? Like you cut they're like we talked about with the green water containers that you can't see through them so you can't necessarily see if there's mould and slime. Our old built-in one is black, so. Yeah, so Mm. you don't know how what's – growing in there yeah exactly but you yeah. can get stuff for it like you can get um like tank sanitization options yeah. and water purification uh options and things like that i think we sell biomagic is the brand that we sell but there are other options available yeah there's a few um water tr- uh, we'll get onto water treatment shortly um mm. but um actually storage of water you can use uh, a catadine and biomagic make mm. some products that you put in the water mm-hmm. large volumes of water if you're storing it for a long time yep. to try and stop it from going slimy mm. um not something I've got experience with, but yeah. probably something if you use a big tank like that that you do need to just have a think about, mm. I'm going to do a bit more than just fill it up from a mains mm. water tank and hope it doesn't get slimy. Slimy. Yeah. I mean, the other thing as well is for us, when we do go on those trips where we need to take a lot of water and we have to fill it up from a tap, we also take a water filter with us yep. um, and then that way we don't have to – take our drinking water all the way from home mm. and have all of that sort of stuff. And you can get different kind of ones. The water filter we take, it's a little bit bulky and a little bit sort of possibly annoying to cut with us because it's a home-based benchtop one. Mm-hmm. But there are other filter options like I've, um, we sell, I think Platypus is the brand. It's like a gravity water filter bag and it can yep. do four litres in like an hour and it's mm. a really awesome option. You just hang it up in your tree and it goes from the unfiltered bag to the filtered bag and then you can just, you know, yeah. dish it out whenever you want. And that's a great option, I think. Yeah, I always go. I've I've got a hiking filter, and I'll yep. cut it on one. And I I always take the water I've got with a another backup that if I if I need to turn whatever water I can find into drinkable water, yeah. I can filter and also carry just some tabs or something as well. Because you yeah. can turn pretty festy water from a puddle, yeah, of into potable water yeah. if you filter it and treat it. So yeah. I've always got that backup as well, some form. Yeah. But the the platypus one you talk about, the gravity ones are. are a more affordable option for something that a little bit like a first aid kit, I suppose. Maybe you yeah. take it with you in case you need it. You, you hope and you the thing that I it. like about that particular filter over other ones is, again, when you're talking about minimalist packing and storage base and things like that, it's literally just a couple of bladders and a bit of silicon mm. hosing. So they do roll up and they do pack up quite small. Yeah. It's probably, you know, I don't know, you could probably fit it in a seven litre uh, pack sack or something like yeah, that. Stuff smaller. Sack. I mean, the filter itself is probably what fifteen centimeters long and yeah, three or four centimeters in diameter. They're they're pretty small and the bladders are, are more volume yeah. than the rest of it. So yeah, if you're camping near a 
a water source that's not potable, then having something like that's a really mm. good way to not have to worry about all that weight yeah. in your car and yeah. treat it when you get there. Yeah. I think it's almost all it's always better to have more water than you need though. So to so. to make allowances for possibly taking more than you need is good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's for instances where you might like your car breaks down. Yeah. And I mean, if that in my scenario, and that is if my car broke down, I've got so much water left, and I sort of work out then the most important thing is water, mm. and secondary is food. Obviously, shelter is another one too. But yeah. I sit there and do not do anything, so we're not guzzling water too quickly because you hope it's only going to be a day or yeah. two, maybe. But mm-hmm. if it's longer, you need to make sure you've got water to get you through. So um, yeah. don't go play soccer and do all that to fill in the time. Just kind of yeah, definitely. You know, it's, if it's really hot, so. What? Oh, sorry. No, you go. I was going to say one thing that um, I never really thought about before, but it was mentioned in this episode and discussion mm-hmm. beforehand was that a large volume tank uh, isn't as affected by heat. And I had to ask the question with that note that was left there. What do you mean by that? Because our, our producer noted it down in her mm-hmm. research and she meant, well, okay, 180 litres of water, if it's in a hot car, is going to take much longer to heat up. So you've got cooler water for longer than a heap of five or 10 litre containers, which are going to heat through pretty quickly. Definitely, so especially hot in hot so, weather. Yeah. So just something to. Something else to something consider. To I don't consider. know whether it's a pro or a con, but yeah, just one thing I hadn't thought about. The other thing as well um, is whether or not you store water. Like as if when you get home from a trip, if you've still got a reasonable amount of water in your tank, what do you do with that? And I think a lot mm. of people would like to leave it there or a lot of people possibly even fill up their tanks ready for their next trip well in advance of time. Mm-hmm. That's not what I do, I personally make sure that everything is empty when I get home and everything is dry just because I feel like it's a safer option long-term, not just, you know, for the water health but also for your tank and your mm. or your jerry cans or your water cells or whatever to be able to be dry and mm-hmm. just have airflow through them and things like that. Um, so I would probably personally be emptying out water and not actively storing it. Yep. But I think – if you are somebody who does want to store your water, you can get water purification stuff. Like I know we touched on it before that you can add into your tank or into your jerrys that will keep water safer for longer. But yeah, I'm not sure. Like the idea of possibly storing water for up to six months or something, it just doesn't really appeal to me. And I don't like the idea of having to add chemicals or other components to water that you're then going to consume just for the sake of convenience. I'd rather Make more time for myself in in planning the trip to ensure that I've got fresh water straight up. Yep, I'm with you there. I dry, I store everything dry. Yeah, uh, and empty. Uh, I think one difference I've had is when you're speaking in a sort of hiking sense, where people have a two or three liter bladder, and they'll quite often because you hike probably a bit more often than you go on a big camp, right? Yep. So you probably know, like I don't I don't know why I'd need to store my forty liters of water in the jerry cans in my shed. I can just fill it up before I go. Yeah, and store them dry afterwards, but. From a hiking perspective, if you want cold water or refrigerated water, if you're storing it in a, in a bladder, you can fill that bladder up and just put it in your fridge because you mm. probably only got it there for maybe, I don't know, hopefully you get out every few weeks or something yep. like that, every week or two, and then you've got cold water straight away. So yeah. when you get home, rinse it out, fill it up again, put it back in your fridge, but store it in your fridge, probably stores fresher that okay. way. That's, I don't know where I've heard that. It's yep. It's been in the back of my mind for many, many years now mm-hmm. in, in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um and it seems to do the job. Personally, I've not ever done it because I don't like really cold water when I'm hiking. I, yeah. I just feel from the tap. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, if you're going to store it in a bladder for a long time, maybe put it in the fridge. Mm. But yeah, I reckon just store it dry. That's, store that's it my dry. Thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, me yeah. too. Well, I think we've probably talked a little bit about 
Uh, the water story drops well not a little bit but a fair amount about it I don't know if there's anything else that I've got to add personally because I think we've covered a lot of stuff but if you do have any other questions or there's something that you think we've missed as I said before on the Facebook group just jump on there chuck your questions on um, or possibly give us some of your hot tips with storing water for your trips as well yeah I think so it'd be good to hear everyone's because there's no right way to do it but it'd be yeah. good to hear everyone's opinions on this any uh, inf- any links to all the products we talked about we'll stick it in the show notes down below uh, as Lauren said jump on our Facebook group and let us know your thoughts on water storage and transport Don't forget to subscribe, like Lauren said earlier, YouTube or on your podcast app, wherever you tune into us. And check out all the products we talked about and heaps more info at snowies.com.au. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. See you guys.